So, yung pastor, bakit introduction lang? Dahil actually, this is a very big topic and uh, I'm unable to cover everything I want Amen to. Amen po, pastor. So, patikim lang to, patikim. In the hopes na it will urge you to either do your own study or enroll in a uh, class na talagang mas mahihimay ng maigi. But I hope that uh, through this, you will you will really be able to just appreciate you know, where we are, where we came from, and all the connections. Uh, minsan ang mali kasi nating isip ganito eh. Nung namatay yung mga apostles, namatay yung church. Tapos all of a sudden, nagsimula ulit nung nagsimula yung church natin. Wow, ang galing naman natin. Ano? For 1900 plus years, walang church until dumating yung lighthouse. Napakagaling naman natin. You know? uh, turuho ng kulto yung ganon. Yung nung namatay yung mga apostles, namatay yung church. Turo ng kulto yun. Ganun-ganun ang turo ng iglesia, ni Kibuloy, ni dating daan, at kung sino-sino pa. Na nung namatay yung apostles, namatay na yung church until pinanganak si, and then mamili ka na lang kung sino. Si Manalo, si Kibuloy, si Suriano, at kung sino-sino pa. We don't believe that. We believe that there is a continuation from the beginning until today. And the Lord has been at work in His church. So, ito po ang ating mga pag-aaralan. And you have this in your uh, handout. Today, we'll just look muna at the biblical foundations. Minsan kasi pag sinabing church history, nagsisimula agad from 100 plus AD. Um, I, I, my perspective is church history begins all the way from the beginning. No? We have to understand God's redemptive plan. Kaya lang naman nilikaan ng Diyos yung church dahil may plano siyang iligtas ang sanglibutan eh. So kailangan maintindihan natin yung, yung punot dulo, yung from the very beginning. So we look at the biblical foundations, we look at the Old Testament, we look at the in-between, the intertestamental period, and then the New Testament. And then we will examine the, how the church became persecuted to powerful and what changes happened in the church noong nagkaroon ng kapangyarihan ang church ng Panginoon. And history teaches us when the church has power, political power, it is not good. Okay. Kapag ang church ay in charge din, hindi lang ng church, kundi ng mundo, hindi maganda ang resulta. Somehow, someway, pumapasok yung pride and with it comes all kinds of wrongdoing. And then we will examine the splits in Christianity, yung mga nangyaring paghiwa-hiwalay. Uh, tingnan natin East and West and the Reformation, all of that until uh, we will examine the Pentecostal, Charismatic Movement, Evangelical. And then, ang last session natin, we will look at today, modern church, 21st century. What are the challenges we face and what are the opportunities <clears throat> that are still uh, ahead of us? So, Handa na ba kayo? <laughs> game na ba kayo? Game na. Game na game. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor Leo, for uh, the opportunity. And thank you, Pastor Alex and everyone. Uh, again, I urge all of you to, to attend everything that yung map, uh, yung ating ministerial apprenticeship program is presenting dahil uh, uh, our pastors and national office have, have tried their very best to formulate a program na matouch every aspect of ministry and learning para 
to equip us. Alam niyo na, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a pastor in the US na professor din sa SUM in yung where I teach. Sabi niya, uh, the greatest need right now for pastors is to become pastor theologian. Sabi niya. Uh, that pastors should not only be able to know how to feed the sheep, we must be able to know how to explain what it means to be a follower of Jesus, to theologize, to explain God because ang dami ng kung ano-anong klaseng pagtuturo ngayon. And people are confused already. Sino ba talaga ang Diyos? Sino ba talaga si Jesus? Sino ba talaga yung church? Sino ba talaga yung... And if we do not deepen our theology, uh, our people will get their theology somewhere else. Kung hindi sila makakakain ng tama sa bahay natin, kakain sila sa ibang bahay. At baka kung anong makain nila doon, baka may lason silang makain. So mas mabuti na yung tayo yung nagpapakain. Ano? Tayo yung nag-feed ng right theology to our own congregations para hindi sila hahanap sa ibang restaurant at tapos sasabihan ka, so Alex, napanood ko yung si ano, galing magturo no na. You know, grabe yun ah. You know, ang sabing ganun, eh, si Jesus daw eh, ganito, ganito. <laughs> Minsan matatawa ka pero may isip mo, papano nangyaring naniwala ka dun? Ang layo nun ah. Hindi man lang yon slight deviation, ano? talagang super layo nung pinakinggan mo at pinaniwalaan mo sa tinatry nating mga pastors ng lighthouse na ituro. So, it only means one thing. Deficient yung kanilang nakain So, naghanap ng ibang pagkain, ang kaso, ang nakain, lason. So, since we are the shepherd of God's sheep, dapat responsibility natin to feed them the right food. Amen. So, Old Testament muna tayo. This is gonna be very quick. So, hopefully, meron kayong another class on Old Testament, New Testament survey. Uh, I'm sure Pastor Alex can teach that and the others, but the Old Testament begins with the history of humanity from the beginning of creation until the establishment of nations. So Genesis 1 to 11. But the focus of the Old Testament is to tell the history of Israel from its beginnings with the call of Abraham in Genesis chapter 12 until their return from exile in 2 Chronicles 36 and the rebuilding of their walls and temple and their expectation of the coming Messiah. So, Bibigyan ko kayo ng, ng broad view from beginning to end ng Old Testament para lang ma, mas ma-appreciate niyo yung New Testament and mas ma-appreciate niyo yung church history. So simulan natin. Ang tawag dito primeval history. Ibig sabihin yung, yung kasaysayan bago yung official kasaysayan ng mundo. <laughs> Kumbaga, before, the, before Israel. So Genesis chapter 1 to 11. So of course, we know creation. God, you know, created the heavens and the earth, etc., etc. Uh, and then God created uh, humanity, Adam and Eve, and then Adam and Eve sin. And then tuloy-tuloy na yung kwento until umabot sa yung uh, mga uh, kay Noah. And then sabi ng Diyos, napaka makasalanan na ng mundo, gugunawin ko kayong lahat except one family, Noah and his three sons and Noah's wife and the three wives ng tatlo niyang anak. So walo sila doon sa ark. And then, uh, namatay lahat. And then, of course, a few animals were rescued. And then from there, kumalat na sila. Different nations kumalat na. And, and scholars have tried to figure out 
saan napunta yung mga lahi nung tatlo? Some daw went to Europe, some went to Asia, some went to Africa. So, pero lahat sila doon, doon ang pinanggalingan nila. And then of course sa Tower of Babel, nagkaroon ng iba-ibang language. Kaya si John, si John naging Juan, naging Juanito, naging Juancho, naging you know, pare-parehong John yun dati. Pero nag- <laughs> Nagkaiba-iba na ng Juan. Giovanni at saka Johan. At yan, yan. Iba-iba na yung lingwahe nila. Naging Italiano, naging French, naging Castilla yung iba. Pero isa lang lahi pinanggalingan. And then of course, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God called Abraham. Abraham is not a Jew. People actually make that mistake. Abraham is Iraqi. Kaya very significant yung visit ni Pope sa Iraq recently. Okay? Abraham is from the Ur of the Chaldees. Chaldees, Chaldea is the ancient name of Babylon which is in Iraq. Abraham is an Iraqi. But of course he is the he is the father of Isaac and then Isaac Jacob and then Jacob Israel. Okay because Jacob's name would be changed to Israel. So yung 12 sons ni Jacob will become the 12 tribes at sila yung eventually paghahati-hatian nila yung lupa na pinangako ng Diyos to Abraham, to Isaac, and to uh, Jacob. And then, of course, we have Moses and the Exodus and the Torah. So, pagdating nila sa promised land, uh, di ba, nagkaroon ng famine. So, si Jacob and his sons pumunta ng Egypt, na si Joseph. So, ang habang kwento nung kay Joseph, basically, nag-settle sila sa Egypt. So, imagine mo to, ha? nakarating na actually sila ng promised land, sa Canaan. Okay? Jacob was able actually to Uh, races family in Canaan pero dahil sa famine umalis sila ng Canaan pumunta sila sa Egypt and for 400 years eventually naging slave sila doon dahil yung bagong pero hindi kilala si Joseph inopress sila so for the next 400 years naging slave sila until of course God sends Moses to deliver them so alam na natin yung kwento na panood nyo na yung pelikula nag-open yung Red Sea ganyan And then when they got to the other side, they went to Mount Sinai. God spoke to Moses, gave him the Ten Commandments and all the other laws of Israel. So yun yung Torah. Torah is the law. Okay? Because for you to become a nation, kailangan may, kailangan may tao. So ayun, dami nila. Millions of people. Kailangan may law, constitution. And kailangan may lupa. So eventually, binigay sa kanila ulit yung promised land. So, dun sa utos kay Moses, meron ding utos about priesthood, tabernacle, and sacrificial system. Bakit importante yan? Because when mankind sinned from that moment on, nahiwalay na ang tao sa Diyos. And God always desires to dwell with man. Hindi tayo pwedeng lumapit sa Diyos dahil sa kasalanan natin. So, God told Moses, para nang sa ganun magkaroon ako ng fellowship with my people, Italaga mo ang kapatid mong si Aaron at yung mga lahi niya, yung mga Levites, sila ang priest. Magtatag kayo ng tinatawag na tabernacle. It's a tent. And I will give you the specifications. And then, you will offer sacrifices. Para nang sa ganun, you will be cleansed from your sin. Then my presence, the Shekinah glory of God, the cloud can come. And then I can be with my people. So for the next many decades and centuries, yan ang naging sistema ng Israel. Dahil makasalanan sila, hindi sila pwede lumapit sa Diyos. So God established a system para makalapit sila. The priesthood, the tabernacle, and the sacrificial system. Masalimuot yan mga kapatid. No? So right now, di ba Lighthouse is going through a uh, read through the Bible, di ba? 
and then every week is a book of the Bible. Nasaan na ba ngayon? I think yung nakaraan is Deuteronomy. So, tama ba ako, Pastor Leon? Joshua na yun susunod? Yes, Pastor. Yes, Pastor. So, every week, a book of the Bible. So, pagdating kay Joshua, ito na siya. After 40 years of wilderness wanderings, namatay lahat ng mga lumabas. Yung generation that uh, escaped Egypt, all of them died except Joshua and Caleb. Sila lang kasi nanampalataya sa Diyos na talagang ibibigay ni Lord yung promise na. Remember, Moses sent spies. Pagbalik nilang ganun, wow, ganda ng lupa. Yay! Sabi nung sampo, oo nga, maganda. Pero may mga higante para tayo langgam. Hindi natin kaya yun. So, sabi ni Joshua and Caleb, no, let's go because the Lord is with us. Ang nanalo yung sampo, natalo yung dalawa. So, sabi ng Diyos kay Moses, ayaw pala nilang pumasok. O di sige, hindi sila papasok. Ayaw nyo, wag nyo. Diba? Yun ang kauna-unahan pong pinanggalingan nung kasabihan na yun natin sa Tagalog. Galing ho yun sa Panginoon. Ayaw nyo, wag nyo. Ayaw mo, wag mo. Okay, ayaw mo pumasok, eh di wag. O di sige, ikot-ikot kayo dyan, ikot-ikot, ikot-ikot, hanggang mamatay lahat. Except Joshua and Caleb. Kawawang si Moses. No? Tumanda na siya, 120 years old na. Eh kaso, sabi ng Diyos, kausapin mo yung bato, may lalabas na tubig. Kasi angal na angal yung mga tao. Wala kaming mainom. Sabi ng Diyos, kausapin mo yung bato. Sa inis ni Moses, pinalo niya yung bato. <laughs> Sabi ng Diyos, because you did not honor me in the presence of my people, you will not enter the promised land. Grabe, no? Imagine mo yung, imagine mo yun, 40 years mong, after mo silang iligtas from Egypt at lahat ng kakulitan nila in 40 years, no? Kung kailan nandun na kayo sa border, <laughs> ayaw ka. Sorry, no ID, no entry. Okay, so, and alam nyo si Moses, sabi sa Deuteronomy, I pleaded with the Lord repeatedly. Nagmakaawa talaga si Moses, Lord naman, 40 years kung pinagsagaan tong mga to, nang dahil sa isang kasalanan, di ba ako papapasokin? So, hindi. And then, there's a verse there, <laughs> sabi ng Diyos kay Moses, tama niya ang kakaangal mo, tumigil ka. <laughs> Hindi mo mababago ang isip ko. I already made my decision. Hindi ka papasok sa promised land. Pero ipapakita ko sa iyo. Dadaling kita sa tuktok ng bulka, ah, bulkan, <laughs> tuktok ng bundok. Ah, tingnan mo ha, Moses. Ayan, nakikita mo na? Okay, pwede ka na ngayong mamatay. At ako na maglilibing sa iyo para walang makakaalam kung saan kita ililibing. So, to this day, nobody knows where Moses is. Okay, so, after that, Joshua enters the promised land. Si Joshua kabadong-kabado, sabi ng Diyos kay Joshua, just as I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So be strong, be courageous. So finally, they enter. And then, di ba, bawat town, isa-isa nilang ikinukongkar. So parang ano, simula natin sa barangay Almansa 1, tapos barangay Almansa 2, tapos talon 1, talon 2, talon 3, hanggang makarating ka ng sapote, Okay. So isa-isa nila yon, kasi bawat ikukongkar nilang town, ibibigay naman yon to one tribe. So halimbawa, uh, Almansa 1, si tribe of Reuben, sa inyo yan. Okay. Almansa 2, si tribe of Issachar, sa inyo yan. So ganun ang ginawa nila. Town by town, town by town, town by town. Pero meron silang isang bagay na hindi ginawa. Which is, dapat i-conquer nilang kabuuan, huwag silang mag-iwan ng tao doon. Ang kaso, every time they conquer a whole barangay, Almansa 1, Sabi nila, alam mo yung nakatira doon sa street 
na malapit sa SM, mababait naman yung mga tao doon. Yaanan natin sila diyan. Huwag natin silang diyan lang kayo ha. Kayo mga nasa SM South Mall ha. Hindi namin kayo palalayasin, diyan lang kayo. Pero uh, maging good kayo sa amin, magiging good kami sa inyo. So ganun ang ginawa nila in every town. They left a portion of the inhabitants. So anong nangyari? Yung mga yun din ang kukulitin sila ng kukulitin for the next 400-500 years. Okay, so until nangyari, namatay na si Joshua at pumasok na ang mga judges. Okay, so two weeks from now, yan ang topic naman sa Sunday preaching, yung judges. Marami ang mga judges na yan. By the way, yung judges po ay hindi po yung nakarobe na mayroong hawak na martilyo. Okay? Judges are deliverers. They are sent by God to deliver the nation from from their enemies. Bakit nagkaroon ng enemies? Hindi mga ba sabi ko dahil hindi nila tinanggal lahat. Nag-iwan sila ng iba. So yung mga ibang yon nakikipagkuntsaba dun sa iba pang iniwan dun sa kabilang barangay. So yung yung mga naiwan sa barangay Almansa 1, Almansa 2, Talon 1, Talon 2 at Talon 3. Nagsama-sama sila para guluhin yung Israel. So finally they cry out to the Lord, God will send Deborah, Othniel, Gideon, Samson, etc. etc. And every time the judge delivers them, they have a period of peace and prosperity and then anong mangyayari? Pag namatay na yung judge, back to normal na sila kasalanan idolatry immorality etc so mangyayari ulit yung that other nation will conquer them so ano na ulit mangyayari they are oppressed they cry out to the lord god sends them a deliverer etc etc the book of judges ends with this phrase in those days israel had no king and everyone did as they saw fit kanya-kanyang diskarte walang hari walang namumuno kung anong gusto mong gawin gawin mo Eventually, Samuel is born. And Samuel is the link from the pre-king era, yung wala pang hari, to the king, to the monarchy of Israel. Samuel is not a king, but he would be the person that God will use to anoint and usher in the monarchy. Siya yung pumili kay Saul, and then kay David, and then after that, na-establish na yung Uh, monarchy. So, ano naman to mga prophets? Ang kakaiba sa monarchy ng Israel to the kings of the other nations. Remember, sabi nila kay Prophet Samuel, we want a king so that we can become like all the other nations. Sabi ng Diyos kay Samuel, hindi naman sila dapat like all the other nations. Diba? They are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. They belong to me. So, maglalagay tayo ng hari. Pero itong kaibahan. That king is still under the king of kings, which is God. And God will send prophets to rebuke the king kung yung hari mismo ang nagdadala ng kasalanan sa mundo. So yun ang kaibahan ng other nations. Yung other nations, yung hari is sovereign. In Israel, their king is not sovereign because they have a sovereign king. That is Yahweh, the God of Israel. He alone is sovereign. Therefore, siya ang magtatanggal kung yung hari na yan ay makasalanan, tatanggalin ni Lord. Kung mabuti, patatagalin niya. Pero nagpapadala siya ng mga prophets, Elijah, Elisha, Isaiah, Jeremiah. Para saan? To remind the king of their responsibility to the king of kings, that is Yahweh, that they should lead their nation 
in the ways of God in the Torah. So, during the reign of King David, in-extend niya ang kaharian ng Israel. Na-occupy nila yung buong promised land and more. Okay? So, meron niyang mga maps in Bible, dictionaries, and all of that na yung kingdom ni David ay mas extensive kaysa sa promised land. Ibig sabihin, na-conquer nila yung portions of Jordan, portions of Syria, Lebanon, portion even a portion of Turkey, and then pababa, even a portion of Egypt. So, ganun kagaling si David. Kinongkar niya lahat yung mga lupain na yan. And then, of course, he had a son. Sabi ng David, ang ganda-ganda ng bahay ko, ang Diyos walang bahay, kundi a tent. I want to build God a temple. Sabi ni Prophet Nathan, maganda yung hangarin mo, mahal na hari. God bless you. And then, pinaalalahanan ng Diyos si Prophet Nathan. Uy, bumalik ka doon kay David. Sabi mo sa kanya, maganda yung hangarin niya, pero hindi mangyayari. He is a man of blood. He will not build my house. But, I will give him a son. His son will build my house. So, Solomon is born. It is Solomon who builds the temple. But, according to the Bible, yung plano, yung architectural plan, yung uh, materials, hinihanda na ni David. Kasi nga gusto ni David, siya yung gagawa, di ba? So, nag-drawing na yung mga magagaling na tao in the time of King David and kumuha na sila ng lumber, ng you know, materials na ganyan, yung mga iba-ibang classing stone. Ready na sila to build. And of course, God said, no, it will be your son. So maraming taon ang lumipas bago na itsagawa ni King Solomon pero nagawa niya. Finally, hindi na tabernacle na movable. Pero yung model ng tabernacle nandiyan pa rin. Outer court, inner court, holy place and then you have the holy of holies kung saan yung ark of the covenant nandoon. Kung napanood na ninyo yung Raiders of the Lost Ark ni Indiana Jones si Harrison Ford, yun yung hinahanap nila doon. Nung una ko napanood yun ng bata ako, sabi ko, nasa na yung barko? Akala ko Noah's Ark. <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark. Akala ko yung Noah's Ark yung hinahanap nila. Sabi ko, natapos yung pelikula, wala namang barko. Yung pala, yung pala yung Ark of the Covenant. So, after kasi si Solomon, napakagaling na hari, matalino, pero may weakness. Ano ang weakness niya? Babae. Yun ang weakness ni King Solomon. Gusto kasi ni King Solomon, Miss Universe, pageant. Gusto niya, meron siyang asawa sa bawat bansa sa buong daigdig. So meron siyang Miss Egypt, Miss Persia, Miss Babylon, Miss Turkey. Ayan. So lahat ng klasing Miss meron si King Solomon. 1,000 women, sang libong babae. Hindi niya kailangang makita the same woman for the next three years. Imagine mo, no? Tatlong taon mong hihintayin bago mo makita ulit yung babae na yun. Ganong karami yung babae ni Haring Solomon. Ang problema, ganito. Bawat babaeng kinuha niya na galing sa ibang bayan ay may dalang Diyos. Kasi nga naman, kung yung babae na yun ay Miss Egypt, eh yung Egypt may Diyos. Miss Persia, yung Persia may Diyos. Yung Miss Iraq, yung Iraq may Diyos. Yung Miss Turkey, may Diyos din yun. So lahat ng babae, 1,000 women, 1,000 gods. So, naglalambing ang mga misis. Alam niyo naman natin, tayo mga pastor, meron tayong mga misis na mahilig maglambing. Sweetheart, bilan mo naman ako ng ganon. Ang lambing ng mga asawa ni King Solomon ganito. Sweetheart, 
ang ganda ng templo ni Yahweh. Gawan mo naman din ang templo, yung aking Diyos. Yan. So anong nangyari? King Solomon built houses of worship throughout the nation of Israel for every god and goddess of each of his wives. 1,000 women, 1,000 houses of worship, high places. Doon sa bundok tinatayo. So yung templo nasa Jerusalem, pero habang ikay naglalakad, may skyway at meron dong mga house of worship sa mga iba-ibang Diyos. And what does the Bible say? The heart of King Solomon was led astray because his the wives, the women, led him to worship other gods. So King Solomon was worshiping Yahweh, but he was also worshiping yung mga Diyos ng kanyang mga asawa. Kaya nga mga kapatid, tama na yung isa. Okay? Kung kayo ay may asawa na, tama na ang isa. Okay? Isang bahay lang ang kailangan yung upahan para sa kanya. Kasi kung tatlo, apat, lima ang inyong asawa o kabit, limang uupahang bahay ang gagawin ninyo. Mauubos ang ating pastoral support sa inyo dahil ang dami nyong susustentuhang babae. Tama na ang isa. Mahalin ninyo ang misis ninyo with all of your heart and sa kanya nyo ilagay lahat ng inyong love offering. Amen po ba mga pastor? Okay. Lahat ng offering ibigay kay misis okay. para matuwa siya because a happy wife is a happy life. Ayan. So, balikan natin si Haring Solomon. Dahil sa kasalanan niya, the Lord took the kingdom from him. Pero hindi nahati until with his son. So doon sa kanyang anak na ipinasa yung kingdom, nagrebelde yung uh, mga nation. So ten northern tribes separated and became Israel. The two southern tribes became Judah. So from this moment on, hati na sila. North and south na sila. Eventually, yung north fell to the Assyrians in 721 BC. Judah, the southern kingdom, fell to Babylon in 586 BC. So nahati yung kaharian pero pareho silang nahulog sa foreign powers. Okay? So in 586, na-exile sila, pinalaya sila, sinira yung temple, ninakaw lahat ng Ark of the Covenant, lahat yun nawala. Alam nyo ba to this day, hindi pa rin malama kung nasa na yun. Kaya nga may movie na Raiders of the Lost Ark. To this day, 2,000 years na tayo after the birth of Jesus Christ. Hindi pa rin nila alam. Nasa na yung Ark of the Covenant na yan? Sinong nagtatago? Okay. Nakasaan yan? Nako, misteryo yan mga kapatid hanggang ngayon kung nasaan. Kung sino man ang makakakuha nun, mayroon daw powers. <laughs> so anyway, na-exile sila. Pero ang pangako ng Diyos, babalik kayo. So ano nangyari? Under Ezra, bumalik sila. And then, pagbalik nila, they start rebuilding. Under Nehemiah, ano ang ni-rebuild? Yung wall. Under Prophet Haggai, ano ang ni-rebuild? Yung temple. So, the Old Testament closes with Malachi. 
as Israel is looking forward to the arrival of a second Elijah. Kasi yun ang sabi ni Malachi. Before that great and glorious day of the Lord, I shall send Elijah. Eh, teka lang, ang tagal ng patay ni Elijah. 1,000 years na siyang patay. Sino yung Elijah na yun? But that Elijah daw will prepare the coming of the Messiah. So for the next 400 years, wait sila ng wait. Yeah. So, dahil wait sila ng wait, mag-wait din kayo mga kapatid ng one minute. Okay, sandali lang. Beautiful. Amen. Ito na yung 400 years of silence. <laughs> oh, tumahimik si Lord. Okay, good. Uh, bago tayo pumunta sa intertestamental period, yung gitna before the New Testament, baka meron kayong tanong about the Old Testament. So naikwento ko na sa inyo yung buong kwento ng Old Testament. Baka meron kayong gusto mo ng itanong bago tayo pumunta dun sa intermission number ng old and new. Meron ba? Kung wala, tutuloy ko lang. Okay lang. Sige. So, ano nangyari? Babylon, remember ito? Balikan ko lang ha. Sino ba yung empire nung sila ay nakapture? Babylon yun. Babylon. Iraq. But a few years later, yung Babylon mismo na-conquer nino ng Persia. Sino sa inyo nakapanood ng 300? Yung movie, yung 300. Alala niyo yan. <laughs> yun, Persia. Later on, kakalaban naman niya yung Greece. Okay? So itong Persia na ito, uh, nasa Bible yung mga hari nila. Si King Cyrus, si King Darius, si King... Uh, Artaxerxes sa prophet ni Himaya naman yun. Si King Cyrus ay nasa ending ng Chronicles. Si King Darius, mababasa nyo sa Daniel. Prophet Daniel. At si King Artaxerxes kay Himaya. So, after ng Persia, tagal nilang namuno. Uh, almost 200 plus years. Persia was the empire. Okay? At si King Cyrus ang nagutos na pwede nang bumalik yung mga Jews doon sa kanilang land of Israel. So, later on, the Greek empire, si Alexander the Great, okay, may movie rin yan. May kumalala ko sino yung artista. So, ikinongkar nila all the way until almost part of India. Imagine mo itong itong uh, si Alexander the Great. Yung, yung halos border ng India and portions ng China, portion ng Mongolia, kinongkar ni Alexander the Great. At lahat yan, tinuruan niya ng Greek. Grabe, no? Imagine mo yun. Kaya lang hindi siya umabot sa Pilipinas. Alam niyo kung bakit? Kasi may anecdote. Pagdating daw niya dun sa dulong banda yung kunasaan yung orange. No? Sabi niya, wala na. That's it. I've conquered the world. Ay, hindi niya alam na meron pa pala mga isla dun banda. Nandun yung Pilipinas. Okay? So, after ng Greeks, Romans na, Julius Caesar, Okay. Yeah. Rome, Rome at the time was a republic, merong senate, ganyan. So, 
and then pero si Julius Caesar when he got upset with the senators tinanggal niya yung mga senador pinasaran niya yung senado nagdeclare siya ng martial law okay at sabi niya ganun I am the ruler of the land sabihin dictator dictatorship and declared himself emperor and declared Rome as an empire and yung empire na yan aabot ng almost 500 years from 27 BC to 476 AD okay and then another portion from 476 to 1453 mamaya ko na ikukuwento kung bakit may distinction yung dalawang era na yon okay so anong nangyari in the almost 400 years between Malachi and Matthew anong nangyari nung sila ay kumalat doon sa iba-ibang lugar Persia Babylon muna and then Persia and then Greek and then Roman ang nangyari doon sa mga Jews nung pwede na silang umuwi hindi lahat umuwi yung iba, they stayed kung nasaan na sila nandun. Remember, the empire is so extensive. The, some of them stayed in Turkey. Some of them stayed in Greece. Some of them stayed in Rome. Anong ginawa nila? Ang layo ng Israel to worship in the temple. Ang layo na. So, how can we maintain our faith? They established synagogues. Synagogues are places of worship where they can read the Torah they can sing the psalms, they can read the prophets, and they can wait for the Messiah. Pero three times a year, uuwi sila sa Jerusalem for a pilgrimage. Di ba uh, ang mga Muslim ngayon, for example, ano yung tawag nila ron? Yung Hajj. Yung kanilang once in their lifetime ay makapunta sila sa Mecca. Okay? Ang tawag nila ron sa pilgrimage nila is Hajj. So, pupunta sila doon. So, itong mga Jews, three times a year. They have many feasts, pero they, there is one particular feast na very important sa kanila is the Day of Atonement. At kailangan umuwi sila sa Israel for the Day of Atonement. And then yung iba sa kanila, mag-i-stay na doon for the next 50 days until yung Feast of Pentecost. Kaya, mababasa nyo sa Book of Acts. Ang dami nila doon. Noong si Pedro ay nangaral ng Acts chapter 2 kasi hindi na sila umalis. Nag-stay na sila doon ng dalawang buwan. And then of course, God meant it for them to be there para marinig nila yung gospel. So, ano pa yung nangyari in the in-between? The Hebrew scriptures is formed into a canon. Mamaya or next session, or two weeks from now, pag-uusapan natin yung canon. Uh, nabuo nila yung from Genesis all the way to the ending. And tinranslate nila into Greek. Bakit? Kasi, and alam nito, kung meron kayong mga kamag-anak abroad, yung mga nag-abroad noong patas, nagka-anak na, nagka-apo na doon sa Amerika, Canada, etc. Yung second, third, fourth generation, hindi na marunong mag-Tagalog, mag-Bisaya, mag-Bikulano, etc. Bakit? Kasi they already adopted the language of their new home. So English-speaking na sila, Italian-speaking na sila, Pilipino pa rin sila, pero... Hindi na sila marunong magtagalog. So, yung mga Hebrew, ganun din. Nung sila ay na-conquer at nadala sa Babylon, sa Persia, sa Greece, nakalimutan na nila yung Hebrew. Hindi na sila marunong mag-Hebrew. Paano nilang babasahin yung scripture? And since Alexander the Great mandated that everyone in his empire should speak Greek, the scholars, Hebrew scholars, 70 Hebrew scholars translated the Hebrew scripture to Greek. The Greek Bible, the Greek Old Testament, is the Bible of the Apostles. Okay? 
ang gamit ng apostles in the New Testament na Old Testament ay hindi Hebrew kundi Greek. Kasi yun na ang language na, na, na namumuno during that time. Okay, so kaya very important. So the Greek influence as far as their language and their gods. Dami yan, sila Zeus. Sila, by the way, yung mga gods ng Greek, kung uh, sino sa inyo naalala, yung Clash of the Titans. Yan, si, uh, sino tong aktor ng Taken? Si uh, Liam Neeson. Siya si, siya si Zeus doon sa movie, di ba? So, uh, in-implement ng Greek yung kanilang language and yung kanilang religions. So kumalat sa buong daigdig yung pagsamba kay Zeus, kay Aphrodite, etc. etc. And then, nakonquer din naman sila. As great as the Greek Empire is, nakonquer sila ng Rome. And ng, ang Rome na ang in-charge, mas lalo pang lumaganap yung kingdom. But two things are very important doon sa leadership ng Rome. And this is documented. You can watch documentaries about this. The Romans built highways and skyways all over the entire empire para makabiyahe ka from the east to the west ng walang kaabog-abog. Okay? Imagine niyo mga kapatid, yung ating mga presidente na nagtatag ng mga roro. Okay? Tapos pagdating mo sa kabila, may highway. Tapos pagtawid mo ulit, roro ulit. Okay? Yun ang ginawa ng Roman Empire. So you can travel everywhere with ease because planchado yung mga kalsada. Pagdating mo sa bangka, yung mga pier maayos. Merong nag-iintay sa inyong mga boat. Tatawid kayo sa kabilang side. Pagdating sa kabilang side, planchado ulit yung kalsada. Roman roads. The other is called Roman peace. Pax Romana. Which is this. Kapag bumabiyahe ka within the Roman Empire, kapag ikaw ay na-hold up, pwede mong i-report to the Roman authorities at kung saan man magtago yung, yung uh, magdanakaw na yun, hahanapin siya sa buong Roman Empire. Wala siyang takas. Maski na tumakas pa siya sa kaduluduluhan ng daigdig, hahanapin siya ng mga Roman soldiers because ayaw ng mga Roman Emperor ng mga magnanakaw at mga mamamatay tao. Okay. So, any kind of criminal. So, therefore, all of this became useful later on to the Apostle Paul when he would begin to preach because he can travel anywhere and he can travel peacefully because all he needs to do is report to the Roman authorities kung merong nanggugulo sa kanya. And he actually did that a few times. Sabi niya, I'm a Roman citizen. Huwag niyo kong galawin. Kung hindi, lagot kayo kay Emperor. Okay. So, any questions about the intertestament? Meron ba kayong gustong tanungin dun sa kalagitnaan after the old, before the new? Okay. Kung wala, tutuloy-tuloy ko lang. Ha? And then mag-Q&A ulit tayo before the break. The New Testament, of course, is about the Messiah that arrives and the church is born. So the New Testament covers the story of Jesus, his birth, ministry, teachings, death, resurrection, and ascension back to heaven. It also covers the story of the church. From the call of the twelve to the coming of the Holy Spirit to the establishment of churches throughout the Roman Empire and to the appointment of new 
leaders. Okay. Now, importante itong mga kapatid, para lang sa ganun pagkaya nagbabasa, malaman ninyo, the coming of Jesus divides human history. B.C. is before Christ. A.D. is not after death. Okay, is not after death. Hindi siya English. It's Anno Domini, in the year of our Lord. Ibig sabihin, 1 A.D., one year old si Jesus. So therefore, kung 2021 na tayo ngayon, sa darating na Pasko, ilang taon na dapat si Jesus? Ano ang hula niyo? May premyo. Ang makahula ng tama. <laughs> ilang taon na daw si Jesus. Kung sakaling nandito pa siya, na buhay na buhay physically, at magbe-birthday siya, at iimbitahin niya kayo sa birthday niya, ilang kandila ang ilalagay sa cake ni Jesus Christ? This coming Christmas. Anyone has an answer? How many candles? Ilang taon na si Jesus? Kung AD is Anno Domini is in the year of our Lord. Walang gustong sumagot. Huwag kayo mag-alala. Hindi naman ito exam para makapasok ng langit. Okay? <laughs> Kung 1 AD is 1 year old siya and 2021 na tayo ngayon, ilang taon na si Jesus kung nandito pa siya sa lupa. He would be, tan-ta-ta-tan, 2,021 years old. 2021. Tama? Okay. So, you shall call him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. So God called Mary and then Joseph. Tinalaga sila ng Diyos to become the parents of his son, Jesus. By the way, here's another trivia para lang hindi kayo malito. Christ is not his last name. Wala pong mga last name nung panahon na yun. Katulad ngayon, Albert Clavo. Albert is my first name. Clavo is my last name. Jesus Christ is not his first name and last name. His name is Jesus. Christ is a title. Christos, the Messiah. So, dapat ang tawag sa kanya, Jesus the Christ. Jesus the Messiah. Okay? So, God called John the Baptist to be the forerunner. He is the Elijah that was prophesied in the Old Testament who will come to prepare the way of the Lord. And then he began to call 12. Trivia. Can you name the 12 original apostles? Meron bang gustong maglakas loob dyan? I-unclick ninyo yung mute button ninyo. Tingnan natin, how many of the 12 can you give? Sinong gustong maglakas loob at sabihin yung 12? Anyone? As many as you can. Kung hindi nyo makakuha ng 12. As many as you can. Anyone? Sana kayo mahihain. Sige kayo. Or try po. Yeah, try. Go ahead. Peter, Andrew, James, John, Bartholomew, Simon the Patriot, Judas Iscariot, 
the bills ah ilan na yon nakalimutan ko lang nine po nine nine po Uh, also another name, uh, uh, there's also one name Judas but not Judas Iscariot pero meron sa ibang pangalan what is actually uh, the uh, Judas uh, uh, yun lang po good oh, 9 out of 12 that's like uh, very good passing grade <laughs> I don't know kung na-mention mo si Andrew si Philip si uh, yung mga ganon but that's okay um, share ulit tayo sandali Balik ako dun sa share. And from current slide. Okay. So, wag kayong mag-alala. Kung hindi nyo manay yung 12, that's fine. Hindi naman kayo harangin sa langit. Pero baka ang susunod na tanong dun, bago kayo makapasok ng langit, yung feeding of the 5,000, anong klaseng isda at anong klaseng tinapay yung ipinakain? Okay. Kailangan masagot ninyo yun kasi kung hindi, baka hindi kayo papasokin. Okay. <laughs> Alright. So, ano ba yung... Ayaw, sino-sino yung gustong sumagot? May gustong sumagot? <laughs> Pastor, tilapia po yata isda. Uh, actually po, um, when we went to Israel, ang sabing ganun, we will eat daw yung fish na ipinakain dun sa multitudes. At alam niyo yung pinakain sa amin, tilapia. Sabi ko, ito lang pala yun. Biniyahin natin hanggang Israel. Mahal-mahal ng biyahe na ito. Itilapia lang pala ipapakain sa atin dito. Ang dami niya sa Pilipinas. Okay. So, but apparently, tilapia daw. Now, when, yung bread, uh, hindi, hindi natin alam kung anong klaseng uh, bread. So, the ministry of Jesus is threefold. Sabi sa Matthew chapter 4. Preaching, teaching, healing. Nangangaral siya to the crowds, preaching. Pinapangaralan niya yung mga disciples, teaching, and then pinapagaling niya yung mga may sakit. Preaching, teaching, and healing. And then of course, he was crucified, he died, was buried, he rose again. Okay? Now, let me just say this. Um, itong ministry ni Jesus na ito, preaching, teaching, healing, is also our ministry to this day. Lahat ng ginawa ni Jesus, dapat nating ulitin except itong tatlong bagay na ito. Hindi ka na kailangan mamatay para sa kasalanan ng mundo at yung mga kapatid natin, mga kaibigan natin sa Pampanga, di ba, every Holy Week, sayang lang. At kung mamatay man sila, hindi naman sila mabubuhay after three days. <laughs> at mas lalo rin naman na hindi sila akit ng langit after four days. So, uh, itong bagay na to exclusive lang kay Jesus. Ang dapat nating inuulit, ito, preaching, teaching, healing. All of our ministries today can find itself in one of those three things. So, after siyang umakit ng langit, bago siya umakit ng langit, binigyan niya ng huling habilin. Alam niyo yung huling habilin? Di ba yung mga Pilipino movie? Bago mamatay yung bida, kung sino man yung bida na yon, di ba? Bago siya mamatay, ah, anak, huwag mong kalimutan, pakainin mo si Bantay. Okay? <laughs> Uh, anak, uh, wag mag-iingat ka sa mga mangloloko ko sa iyo. Ayan. So, may huling habilin si Jesus. It is found in Matthew 28, Mark 16, Luke 24, John 20, and Acts 1.8. Usually, when we say Great Commission, Matthew 28 lang yung kinu-quote natin. Go into all the world, make disciples of all nations. Pero, it is, there are parallel passages. Mark 16, go into all, uh, go into all the world and preach the gospel. 
Luke 24, and this gospel shall be preached, gospel of repentance and forgiveness. John 20, just as the Father sent me, I send you. And then Acts 1.8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. All right, so the book of Acts recounts for us Pentecost, the coming of the Holy Spirit. And usually we call this the official birth of the church. So, alimbawa ako, I was born on May 24, 1965. That is my official birth. Nakalagay yan sa aking PSA birth certificate. But guess what? Bago ko pinanganak, I was conceived. Kailan ako na-conceived? Ayon sa mga eksperto, nine months kang dinadala sa chan ng nanay mo. Correct? So, kung tatansyahin lang natin, hindi man eksakto, kung aatras ako ng nine months, pinanganak ako ng May 24, so babalik ako, ha? Feb, January, December, November, October, September, August, July. Sometime in July, it takes a man and a woman and one magic moment. Okay? Yung tatay kong si George at yung nanay kong si Aniseta, hindi ko alam kung saan sila nagpunta na-conceive ako. Okay? So, kayo rin, ganun. Natanong nyo na ba ang magulang ninyo, Nay? Tay, saan ho ako ginawa? Natanong nyo na ba yung mga magulang ninyo ng tanong na yan? At honest ba sila sa inyo sa kanilang sagot? <laughs> Minsan, hindi sila honest dahil baka hindi legit or legal yung pangyayaring yun, di ba? Meron ako, kami mga kakilala, sabi, Nanay, uh, ang wedding ninyo ni tatay ay ganun. Pero pinanganak ako nung ganyan. Sabi niya, parang wala pang siyam na buwan yun. <laughs> Ibig sabihin, na-conceive siya bago sila kinasal yung magulang nila. Ayun. So, kung ang official birth ng church ay on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came, kailan na-conceive ang church? Aatras ka, hindi nine months, kundi dun sa calling of the twelve. Okay? When Jesus called the twelve apostles, yun yung masasabi natin, the church was conceived. And then, almost three something years later, after Jesus died, was buried, rose again, ascended to heaven, then the Holy Spirit came. Yun yung birthday ng church. Okay? So, the next time when somebody asks you, kailan ang birthday ng church? Pentecost Day. Kailan na-conceive? Nung tinawag ni Jesus yung 12 apostles as recorded in the gospel. Okay? So, ano ang ministry ng apostles? Pansin ninyo, parehong-pareho sa ministry ni Jesus. Preaching, teaching, healing. Ganon din ang ginawa nila. They would preach to the crowds, they would teach to the believers, and then they would heal the sick. Kasama sa healing yung exorcisms, deliverance from demon possession. So, um, the apostles sorry, uh, fulfilled the mandate to bring the gospel and be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. So, tingnan nyo itong Roman Empire, itong mapa na ito. At makikita ninyo yung missionary journeys ni Apostle Paul, palayo siya ng palayo. So, ang, ang home base 
ni Apostle Paul is Antioch of Syria. Syria. So doon ang kanyang home base. Doon siya nanggagaling as he goes to. So yung mga churches na meron tayo sa New Testament, Galatia, Ephesus, Colossae, lahat yan ay nasa uh, Europe, parts of Turkey and Greece. Okay? Mababasa niya sa Book of Acts. And then yung huling-huling biyahe ni Paul brought him to the island of Crete and eventually Malta. Nakarating na siya until makarating siya ng Rome. So at tanong, na-fulfill ba nila yung ends of the earth? If we understand ends of the earth is to the ends of the Roman Empire, kung nasaan yung seat of the Roman Empire, which is Rome, na-fulfill ng apostles yung mandate in their lifetime. Naabot nila yung Roman empire mismo. Okay? So, in the midst of all of that, the apostles began to write. We have the four gospel accounts of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you have all of the epistles. <clears throat> and then, ang ending ng ating New Testament ay ano? The Apostle John is in exile in Patmos, and he began to receive visions He recorded it in what we know as the book of Revelation. So yun ang ating New Testament. It concludes with an apocalyptic book that looks forward to the return of the Messiah, the complete defeat of God's enemies, and the establishment of the eternal kingdom of God. The early Christians were still under persecution, but this did not stop them from their mission. Many of them were martyred for their faith in Jesus. So, In fact, all the 12 apostles, except for so si Judas, no? si Judas ay nang Judas uh, because God knows who does not pay. Okay? So uh, si Judas ay nang Judas, kaya natanggal siya. Pinalitan siya in Acts chapter 1 ni Matthias. All the apostles died a violent death except John. John died of old age. Tumanda na lang si John. So, kaya siya yung huling-huling apostol na namatay. So, here are some New Testament trivia. Even though ang arrangement ng ating Bible is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then si James, masabad ang huli, the first New Testament document is the Epistle of James. Probably written sometime 47 AD. So, roughly 15, 14 years after the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So Jesus was crucified sometime in 33, sometime around that time, 33 AD. Dahil wala naman tayong exact uh, datings ng panahon na yun. So puro mga estimates. So 14 years after the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the epistle of James was written. The first letter that Paul wrote was the epistle to the Galatians, probably written between 48 to 51 AD or 15 to 18 years after the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The first gospel account is most likely according to Mark. Mark, probably 60 AD. So we're talking now of 27 years after the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ was when the gospel according to Mark was written. And the last gospel account is the gospel according to John, written sometime 90 plus AD. Okay, so, and then all the other 
Gospels and Epistles were written within that time frame from 47 to 90. Questions? Before uh, going to break, baka meron kayong gusto mo nang itanong about the Bible. So, so far, Bible pa lang yung ating tinalakay. From Genesis all the way to uh, Revelation. So, hopefully that gave you an overall view. Yung buong kwento from creation to recreation, which is Revelation. Baka meron po kayong gustong itanong bago tayo magpatuloy. Magmahiya. Mahiyain kayo ngayong umaga. Wala kayong tanong. Anything about the Old Testament and the in-between and then the New? Kasi kung wala, tutuloy lang ako. Ha? Maybe for another 10 minutes and then we will um, take a break. Okay, wait lang. Iusin ko lang ulit. Okay. Lumaya na yung break. Tama na. Jesus himself established his church. So this is found in Matthew 16. Who do people say I am? Some say you're Elijah, some say John the Baptist, some say Jeremiah, and then Jesus, who do you say I am? Peter answered, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Blessed are you, Simon of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. I tell you that you are Peter. So I'm putting here the Greek words para mamaya ma-explain ko. You are Peter, that is Petros, and upon this rock, Petra, I will build my church, Ecclesia, and the gates of hell, Hades shall not prevail against it. Okay? You are the Christ or the Messiah, Christos, the anointed one, the chosen one that God chose for the salvation of the world. Okay? So, sagot sa kanya ni Jesus. Blessed are you, Simon. Hindi mo ito, hindi mo ito nalaman based on your own logic. Hindi mo ito kinumpute. One plus one equals two. This is divine revelation. My Father in heaven gave this revelation to you. So therefore, I tell you, you, ikaw, Peter, you are Peter. So pangalan niya kasi Simon, di ba? You are Peter, Petros, upon this rock, Petra. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So, Ecclesia, the called out ones, yung mga itinawag at inilabas ng Panginoon. Called out of what? First Peter 2.9 you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. So, Ecclesia means, tinawag ka na ni Lord palabas ng kadiliman at inilagay ka niya sa kanyang liwanag. Kadiliman ng ano? Kadiliman ng kasalanan? Kadiliman ng oppression, bondage, all kinds. No? Iniligtas ka na ng Panginoon from that darkness. So, you may also write this down na lang yung sa Gospel of Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and following where Jesus quoting the prophet Isaiah said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. And He has called me to 
bind the broken heart, to set the captives free, to preach the good news to the poor, to to release the oppressed, sabi niya, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So, sabi ni Jesus, ang calling niya is to call us out of oppression, darkness, sin, etc., etc. So we are the church, tayong ecclesia. The church was built on what? Sabi ni Apostle Paul, no one can lay any other foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. So sino ang foundation ng church? Kung saan itinatag yung church? Si Jesus Christ. Paul would say, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. So again, babalikan ko yung kanina, yung kay Peter. I tell you, you are Peter, Petros, male gender yung Greek word. And upon this rock, Petra, female gender yung Greek word. I will build my church. So hindi si Peter ang pinagtatagan ni Jesus ng church. Kundi yung, yung Petra na yun, yung rock na yun, ano kaya yun? Mamaya malalaman natin. So who is the rock on which the church was built? Sinagot ni Apostle Paul. They drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them and that rock was Christ. Sino raw yung bato kung saan itinatag ang eklesya? Hindi si Pedro. Kundi ang bato is none other than Jesus himself. And yung declaration ni Pedro that Jesus is the Christ. Si Peter mismo sabi niya, As you come to him, meaning Christ, the living stone, siya yung buhay na bato, rejected by men but chosen by God and precious to him. You also, like living stones, are built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So sabi ni Pablo, ang rock was Christ. Sabi ni Peter, the living stone is Christ. Sabi pa ulit ni Peter, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe, this stone is precious. But to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone or cornerstone. And a stone that causes men to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. So, upon who or what was the church founded on? Upon Christ himself and our faith, our declaration that Christ, that Jesus is Savior and Lord. So pag tinanong kayo, saan nakatatag ang Eklesya ng Panginoon? None other than Christ Himself. Hindi kay Pedro. In fact, kung kay Pedro itinatag ang Eklesya, napaka-unstable ng Eklesya. Bakit? Kasi right after that moment where Peter says, You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God, sabi ni Jesus, I will be brought to Jerusalem. They will kill me, etc. Sabi ni Peter, No, you are not going there. We will not allow it. Sabi ni Peter, Jesus sa kanya, Get thee behind me, Satan. Wow. Kanina, kausap ng God the Father si Peter, binigyan ng revelation. Ngayon, yung demonyo na ang in charge sa, sa mind ni Peter. So, napakadelikado kung si Pedro ang bato na pinagtataga ni Jesus. Kasi, napaka-unstable ni Peter. Faithful, unfaithful. Faithful, unfaithful. Nakikinig sa Diyos, nakikinig sa Diablo. And then mamaya-maya pa, i-deny pa niya si Jesus. At magsisinungaling siya. 
at tatalikuran niya yung calling niya. Mangingisda na ulit siya. So, uh, who is the, who or what was the church founded on? Upon Christ himself. He is the rock on which the church is founded on. Who is the head of the church? Sino ang head? Christ is the head of the church. His body, of which he is the same. He is the head of the body, the church. So, walang ibang ulo ang iklesia kundi si Jesus mismo. He is the head of the church. None other than Christ himself. Okay? Next. What were uh, Jesus' followers called at the beginning? Yung mga sumusunod kay Jesus, anong tawag sa kanila? They were first called disciples, mathetes. Yun ang unang tawag sa kanila. Sabing ganun, John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees are fasting. How come your disciples do not fast? So, mga disciples ang tawag sa kanila. Later on, they would be known as followers of the way. Kasi sabi ni Jesus, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. It is only in Antioch, more than 30 years later after the death and resurrection of Jesus, 30 years later, that the disciples were first called Christian. Okay? So, bago tinawag na Kristiyano ang mga mananampalataya kay Jesus, ang unang tawag sa kanila, disciples, mathetes, mga, mga alagad, mga tagasunod ni Jesus. Okay? Who comprises the church? Who belongs to the church? Sabi ni Apostle Paul, If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart God raised Him from the dead, you'll be saved. Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are truly my disciples. So, sino ba ang nasa church? Everyone who is a disciple of Christ. And a disciple is someone who has put his faith in Jesus as Savior and Lord and is following His teachings. So, ano man ang pangalan ng simbahan, ng church, hindi yung pangalan ng church ang tinitingnan natin. Lighthouse ba? CCF ba? Victory ba? Baptist ba? Methodist ba? Or even, later on we will talk about Roman Catholic ba? Kung yung tao, hindi yung church ang titingnan. Kung yung tao is a disciple of Christ. And a disciple is somebody who has put his own personal faith in Christ. A Savior and Lord and is following his teachings. That person belongs to the church of our Lord Jesus Christ. Isa lang naman talaga yun. Maraming pangalan, pero isa lang. What is the church's mission? Hindi po ito nagbabago. Iba-ibang church may kanya-kanyang mission statement. Even Lighthouse has a mission statement. Pero ang ating mission statement is based on the Great Commission. Go into all the world, preach the gospel. Go make disciples of all nations. Repentance and forgiveness will be preached in His name. You will be my witnesses. So, ano ang mission ng church? Preach the gospel. Make disciples. Bear witness about the loving, saving, and healing power of Jesus Christ. So, hindi ito nagbabago. Kung hindi pa babalik si Lord sa panahon natin at yung mga anak, apo natin na lang ang maiiwan, ganun pa rin ang mission ng church. Preach the gospel. Make disciples. Bear witness about Jesus Christ. Okay? Question. Has the church always lived up 
to its identity and mission. Palagi bang faithful ang church? No. And that's why we're studying church history. Malalaman natin kung ano yung mga pagkukulang ng church. But it's still God's instrument to reveal His glory upon the earth. Wala pong plan B. If the church will not do this, if the church will stop preaching the gospel, making disciples, bearing witness, walang plan B. Tayo lang. Kailangan natin gawin. Kasi pag di natin ginawa, walang plan B. <laughs> Tayo talaga ang pinili ni Lord para isagawa yun. Okay? Let me end with this for our first part and then we'll take a break then we'll come back. The story of the church is the story of fallible men and women. Not, nobody is perfect. Fallible. Nakakasala. Nahulog. Saved and sent by God to proclaim His salvation to the world. But sadly, failing time and time again to fully live up to its identity as God's redeemed and to its mission as God's witness. And yet, it is also the story of a sovereign, merciful, almighty God whose grace constantly overrides human failure and enables the church to accomplish His eternal purpose in Christ. Alright. So, we'll stop muna there. Let's take a break, guys, for maybe mga 15 minutes or so. Okay? Then we'll come back. Thank you, Pastor A. Yep. <coughs> na kayong sumingit. Tinanggal na kayo ng, ng Diyos. And they were somehow able to find that middle ground. That the church is comprised both of Jews and Gentiles. Pero isa ang determining factor is faith. Sabi ni Paul, he would explain this primarily to the Romans. Sabi niya, not all Israel is Israel. Sabi niya ganoon. Hindi lahat ng tinatawag na ako, Hudyo, I'm a Jew. It does not make me a Jew just because ang tatay ko, Jew, ang lolo ko, Jew, mahahanap ko yung linya ko na Jew, therefore I'm a Jew. So, ang sagot ni Paul dyan sa ganyan, Jew ka by blood, pero you're not a Jew by faith. Because a Jew by faith would believe not just in the God of Israel, which is Yahweh, but His chosen Messiah, that is Yeshua. You have to believe both, sabi ni Paul. Not only that you believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that's Yahweh, but you have to believe in the one that Yahweh sent, which is His Son, Yeshua, Jesus. Pag tinanggap nyo yun, then you are really a Jew, hindi lang sa dugo. You are now a Jew, true and true, by faith, just like Abraham believed. Now you believe, sabi niya sa Romans. So, so paano ngayon yun kung tayo mga Gentile, anong, anong lugar natin? So ang nangyari, apparently, if you study church history, madadaanan din natin yun, after the first century, Parang nga talaga silang nawala sa mapa. <laughs> Literally, nawala sila sa mapa. Nawala yung lag. Pinalaya silang lahat doon. You know? And not only that, parang silang nawala sa kwento. Nawala sila sa kwento. Hindi na sila part. So, the gospel began to expand towards 
the Roman Empire at nakalimutan na yung lupa na yon na nandoon yung Israel. Kasi nga, nakupay na rin ng halo-halong tao. And parang nawala sila sa kwento. Until only very recently, 50-something years ago, di ba na-establish yung Israel? Uh, tayo mga Pilipino, by the way, uh, meron tayong special, ano doon eh, hindi mo kailangan ng visa sa Israel. <laughs> Out of utang na loob nila for the Philippines casting that deciding vote in the United Nations to make Israel as a nation na ihiyain ni Carlos P. Romulo ng ating ambassador to the United Nations at the time. He was the deciding vote that gave Israel their land back. Kaya sobrang utang na loob ng Israel sa atin, hindi na natin kailangan ng visa. So, pagmula noong 1948 hanggang ngayon, nagbabalikan na silang lahat to Israel and then all of a sudden, nagkaroon ng revival. Yung mga Jew na dati na nagni-reject nila yung kanilang Messiah for almost 1900 years from the first century until 1948. Parang somehow nakita nila yun na siguro kaya tayo pinarusahan ng Diyos for 1900 years na wala yung lupa sa atin. Dahil masyado tayong pasaway. Ni-reject natin yung, yung Messiah na pinadala niya. So, nagkaroon ng revival in Israel. So now, there are Jewish Christians, no? Jewish believers. So, ang tanong is that, how do you then find those two together? Paul would explain to the Romans, kayong mga Jew, yes, kayo yung pinili ng Diyos. You have the patriarchs, you have the law, you have the tabernacle, you have the temple, you have the priesthood, lahat-lahat yun. Blessed na blessed kayo, sobrang blessed. Yung revelation ni Lord sa inyo ay grabe. You know? uh, 50% of the revelation is, you, is in you already. Kaya lang nireject nyo yung the next 50 nung dumating si Jesus. Okay? Na Messiah sana ninyo, na pinangako ng mga propeta, nireject ninyo. So naipit kayo dun sa 50%. Hindi nyo nabuo yung kwento. Ganon. Pero hindi pa rin kayo kinakalimutan ng Diyos dahil here is something we will learn also throughout church history. Pag ang Diyos nangako, sigurado yun. Okay. God will keep His word. Eh nangako kaya siya kay Abraham, <laughs> kay Isaac, kay Jacob. Nangako siya. And that promise stays. So sabi ni Paul in Romans, tatlong chapter yung i-dedicate niya. 9, 10, and 11. Hindi pa tinatalikuran ng Diyos ang Israel, sabi niya. Israel has experienced a hardening of heart. Naninigas na puso. They rejected their Messiah. But, sabi niya ganun, when the number of the Gentiles is complete. Ano yun? Apparently, God knows the number of how many non-Jews will come to faith in Christ. Pag daw na kumpleto na yun, Israel will have a renewal. So, nakikita na natin yun ngayon. So, mukhang ngayon yung nagpa-parallel track. Ibig sabihin, Gentiles are coming to faith in Christ pa rin for the last 2,000 years. But after 1,900 years na sila'y nanahimik, all of a sudden, eh, ito na sila. Umahabol na. Okay? Dalawang trend na yung umaandar. You know? So, eventually, God will show Uh, that his intention naman talaga from the very beginning is that his salvation will go to the ends of the earth. So, sabi ni Paul to the Romans, again, kayong mga Gentile, wag kayong mayabang, nag-cut off ang Diyos ng branch para kayo mailagay, 
Okay? Dahil hindi naman kayo part nito dati, ikinabit kayo. Huwag kayong magyabang dahil pag kayo tumigil sa pananampalataya, pwede rin niya kayong tanggalin. Okay? So, ang intention ng Diyos pa rin is Jews and Gentiles should live in harmony together. So, that's why we have to do the scriptural mandate to pray for Israel. That is a that is a passage in scripture. Pray for the peace of Israel. Pray that their eyes will be open. Sabi ni Apostle Paul to the Romans, I pray that my brethren, their eyes will be open. Kung pwede na lang nga, ako na lang yung ikers ng Diyos para lang maligtas yung mga kababayan ko, sabi. So, that, that, that remains our prayer as we go out to the ends of the earth that God will use certain missionaries to bring the gospel to the Holy Land para sila ay makarinig din ng Ibanghelyo ng Diyos. But in the meantime, i-reach out natin lahat ng klase, pati Arabo. <laughs> But dahil mahal din sila ng Diyos. Alright. Thank you, Pastor Leia. Meron po po kayong tanong? Anything about from the old to the new? Pastor, Pastor A, so ano lang siya? Uh, summarize ko lang. So parang uh, ibig sabihin, uh, the rejection of the Jew in the past kay... Uh, kay Lord paved the way for the Gentiles for us uh-huh. to be reconciled yeah. reconciled to the Lord as well. Uh-huh. Now their way naman para makabalik naman sa Panginoon present day uh-huh. Jews still yeah. they have to belong to the church yes. by believing uh-huh. in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, kasi wala pa namang ibang basis for salvation, di ba? Yeah, wala naman. Kay, kay Lord pa rin. So yeah. thank you Pastor. Yes, uh-huh. So hindi naman pinago ng Jesus yung plano. Sabi niya ay Ayaw nyo pala kay sa anak ko. Sige, gagawa tayo ng panibagong savior para sa inyo lang. <laughs> Walang ganun. Uh, isa lang talaga. So, it is it is imperative and but because of their unique history. It takes a unique missionary to bring the gospel to the Jew. Iba talaga eh. Uh, siguro kung tayo 'yon, Pastor Leo, ako, Pastor Jonathan, Pastor George, baka hindi tayo hindi tayo makakapasok ng first base dahil you need a, a real deep understanding of their culture, their history, ganyan. Pero pag naman, uh, nakatanggap sila kay Yeshua, siyempre they will still use the Hebrew name of Jesus, Yeshua. Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah. Eh, grabe naman yung passion nila dahil napagtugma-tugma na nila lahat. <laughs> okay. yung, kumbaga yung dati nilang alam, ngayon yung fullness na so ibang klase rin yung mangyayari sa kanila so um, and and that's why they've, they've said the ones that uh, we've been able to interact the very few that na interact ko yung nagpunta kami ng Israel noon uh, hirap yung mga Jewish believers now to integrate with Christians who are not Jewish kasi gusto nilang i-maintain yung Jewish flavor. Yung kanilang worship, yung kanilang preaching. Gusto nila yung flavor na yon. Parang ano rin yan eh. Yung Korean, may Korean flavor. <laughs> Di ba? Korean Christian. Yung, uh, yung African Christian, may sariling flavor. So yung Jewish flavor gusto nilang maintain. So, so parang mas maganda kung sila on their own magkaroon ng church. Kung sila imbis na ihalo, ipilit. Huwag natin ipilit. Kasi kung ang goal naman natin, makakilala sila kay Yeso Cristo. Eh. So, kung makakilala sila in their own context, well and good. Please, guys. 
Pastor Albert, may I ask oh. a question? Si Sir Christine po. Hi, Sir Christine. Hi. Oh, oh hi. Uh, one question I would like to ask is this. <clears throat> what can you say about Christians today who are going back to the practice of practicing the Sabbath? I mean, every Friday they have the 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 Sabbath dinners and all that and going back to the old practices of the Jewish nation and hindi ba we're told the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love and we know that it is for freedom that Christ has set us free so why are they going back to the old practices uh, and it's supposed to be of no value to us all apart from Christ Yeah. Yeah. There are some people, they even study the Hebrew language and all yeah. that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, again, all of those things can be, uh, can be meaningful, productive, etc. If it enhances their faith, that's fine. The, the issue But if it becomes, becomes a ritual. Yes. Uh, the issue becomes when, when somehow they, they now think that that is necessary. Yeah. So, uh, for okay. me, that's an add-on. It, it okay. enhances your faith. It gives you a, a better uh, appreciation uh, okay. of the Old Testament, especially. But the oh, moment okay. they start saying that uh, yeah, we should now uh, have our worship during the Sabbath, for example, yeah. not on a oh. Sunday, um, then we should not have any kind of work, or any kind of lifting, or whatever kind on the Sabbath. Yeah. And we have to keep the Sabbath holy, right? Yes. Then, uh, food, ritual, and all of that. Then it becomes... Uh, what you're correct uh, you, you said uh, Apostle Paul na, it okay. is for freedom that Christ has set us free do not yes. allow you to be once again yoked in bondage yes. uh, yoke of slavery, uh, yeah. yoke of slavery. Yeah. so para ang mangyayari uh-huh. now you are putting again this burden and yes. the Apostle Peter was correct yes. Acts yes. 15 sabi niya, we who are Jew yes. we are we we are unable to keep it tayo nga Jew sabi niya. we are unable uh-huh. to keep it Why okay. will we impose it on non-Jew, on Gentile? Yes. So, tayo nga na Jew, kinalakihan natin yun. Hindi natin magawa lahat. Now, you're saying, kayong mga non-Jew, for you to become fully integrated mm-hmm. into the kingdom of God, you have to be circumcised, mm-hmm. you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do that. Yes. So, that issue was already resolved in Acts chapter 15. Sabi yes. na, no, it is by faith in Jesus Christ that we are justified, mm-hmm. not by the works of the law. So, Amen. When, whenever I encounter individuals like that, and I have uh, over the years, yes. I, would, you know, I would just tell them, uh, what, first, what benefit do you think it has to you? And if okay. they tell me benefits, well, then good. If it enhances yeah. your faith, deepens yeah. your understanding of the Old Testament, etc. But, sabi ko, if it already crosses the line of legalism, Yes. Na para bang nagkakasala ka on that Saturday because yes. you, you had to go out and meet a client or do this, etc. Mm-hmm. Or let's say you have to pick up your child from school. Kasi yun, lahat yes. yun, work, work yun eh. Yes. That's, that's not allowed. Or let's mm-hmm. say you live in the Middle East and then you work in the Middle East as an OFW and yes. where you are not allowed uh, worship uh, even on Sunday but on Friday dahil nga yun yes. yung day of rest nila is Friday. And somehow nagigilty ka na nagkakasala ka dahil dapat Saturday or whatever. Then, yes. then you are already burdening yourself beyond right. what you know. So, hindi okay. na siya beneficial. It now has become yes. a yoke. So, yes. now you will start calling Jesus by His Hebrew name. 
now we will start having to speak and pray in Hebrew. Iilan-ilan lang naman tao yung ganon. No? Yes. So, ngayon hindi na ako makapag-pray dahil Tagalog or English lang. Paano na lang? Mm-hmm. So, magkakaroon tayo ng status symbol na yung marunong mag-Hebrew are somehow more spiritual. Yeah. Somehow closer to God or somehow mas daidinggin yung dasal mo dahil in Hebrew, ako Tagalog lang, hindi ako mapakinggan ng Diyos. Magkakaroon ng ganoon na that was in Christ, sabi nga, di ba? There is no more Jew, Gentile, you know, yes. uh, free, slave, etc. Uh, we are all one in Christ. So, ang yes. goal natin is to unify under the banner of Jesus. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you, Pastor thank Albert. Thank you, you're welcome. Yeah, and that, that's a good question because along the way, uh, my uh, co-pastors and leaders, you will encounter individuals like that. And Pastor in, Albert, in, yes. I was even told by one, uh-oh. the pray the 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 prayers your prayers will answer will be answered more oh. effectively on a friday oh. i mean that's and, really bordering on yes. uh, bordering on oh i was thinking about this actually sister christine before you even uh-oh. ask that question early this morning i was because i was reading in my reading so i was reading also about the sabbath kasi the sabbath nga no friday night to yes. saturday night yes pero ang problema is that because of different time zones Yes. Uh, iba yung oras ng sa Israel dito, di ba? I'm not yeah. I'm not sure exactly is it 8 hours? Yeah, uh, 7 to 6 hours yata. Uh, so, for example, yung sundown which is 6 p.m. Friday doon. Yes. noon time pa lang dito. Yes. So, by the time na magsasabat ka dito sa Pilipinas, that's right. Yung ending ng sabat natin, kanina pa tapos yung ending ng sabat Uh-oh. nila. So kung, if we will really be very, very strict very about legalistic, it, legalistic about it, uh-oh. hindi mo rin makikip dahil iba yung time zone. <laughs> so, okay. Kung, kung sisiryosohin lang natin, sabi ko nga, kung gusto niyo yung gawin lahat, aba, di, yeah. itodo na natin. And sabi ko, if you read the Old Testament, it's so burdensome. Sabi yes. ko, basahin niyo lang yung Levitico, sasakit ang uri. Correct. Correct. Sa nosebleed kayo. Sabi yes. ko, imagine, you cannot mix fabric Yeah. You cannot mix polyester, cotton, etc. Yes. In your house, if you see a certain mold, everybody exit. Yes. cleanse yung buong bahay. And only the oh, priest oh. can declare your house yeah. free of... <laughs> no, so, Pastor Albert, yeah. if we try to go back to being justified by the law, mm-hmm. we alienate ourselves from oh, Christ. Yeah. But that's what Galatians oh. says. We yeah. have fallen away from grace. Yun lang ko ang gusto ko marinig. Kasi really, I've been going around and I've been meeting people in circles that, wow, talagang they speak Hebrew, they greet yeah. each other in Hebrew, they do practices. Yeah, yeah. okay. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. And yeah. very good okay. Ako, yes. I appreciate that we were able to go to Israel. That was a great blessing. Yes, yeah? yes. And then we also bought some souvenirs. But kumbaga, uh, yeah. yung shawl na you put over yes, your Yes, the prayer shawl. The prayer shawl. And then the menorah. I have those. And yung oil. Sabi ko nga, yeah. but sabi ko, if this is a requirement, kawawa yes. naman everyone. Correct. Else, never been there. Ay, salamat. Yes. Kawawa yes, naman. Pastor Albert. You don't have that Agree. oil. You don't have yes. that shawl. Kawawa yes. naman. And God oh. does not look at us that way. We're under grace. Buti yes, na lang. So, hindi tayo sabihin, hindi ko papakinggan yung salmo dahil hindi ka nakasyol. So, uh, hindi mo suot yung okay. ano. 
yung anointing oil na ginamit nyo, eh, Johnson Baby Oil lang yan, eh. Hindi yan, <laughs> oh. hindi anointed. Sorry, hindi. Thank you, Pastor so, A. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you, Pastor A. Pastor A, bawal manalangin. Sabado ngayon. Oh, <laughs> so, See, hindi Friday. Oh, if you will really, ano, uh, it, ang, ang result, and those that I've talked with over the years, it's almost like hindi ka makakilos. Right. In, you know, dahil you're always thinking, teka lang, baka I might be violating something. Eh. Yeah. Di ba? I might violate a certain rule, a certain law. Then you're no longer free. Hindi na, hindi na siya liberating. It's now a yoke of slavery. Mm-hmm. And uh, Paul and Peter in, the, in Acts 15 and James resolved that issue for us already. You do not have to be circumcised and follow the law of Moses in order to be justified. A justification is by faith in Christ alone. Sabi ko nga, uh, buti na nga namatay na si Jesus at nabuhay ulit eh para liberated na tayo doon babalik ka pa doon ang bigat-bigat kaya nun di, hindi ko kaya maka, mabubuhay nun you know it's so difficult to follow the law yeah. thank you po Sister Christine anyone else you have a question uh, on anything in the Old or New Testament praise God and I really encourage you by the way read the entire Bible dahil um, there is so much in the New Testament that you will not fully comprehend without a good understanding of the old. Yes. But at the same time, the completion of the old is in the new. So it yes. complements. No? It complements yes. together. Must, yes. must be deepen ang inyong appreciation for the salvation that Christ did for us yes. by reading the Old Testament. You know? And then at the same time, once you uh, have that deeper awareness of the Old Testament, the New Testament becomes more alive. It's because, yes. wow, ito pala yun. Yes. Doon pala galing yun, you know? Yung atonement, jubilee, yes. and all of those things. Sabi ko, wow, thank you, Lord. Grabe yung uh, awareness and appreciation mo ngayon because yes. of uh, all of those things. So, praise yeah. God. And thank you, Lord. Thank you, Sister Christine and uh, anyone else. Now, so let me try to go back to what I was sharing kanina. Let's see if I, if I can go back here. That's the thing about technology. I have to figure out how to. Can you see my screen? Is it visible to you? Because I'm Yes, Pastor. Clear, yeah, Pastor. Ah, okay. Good, good. My study church history. Um, this might not be in your notes, so you can just add this on. Number one is continuation. To show the uninterrupted flow of God's redeeming grace from the past to the present and into the future. As we go through these lessons in the next few weeks, you will see the grace of God was very much present in the first century, in the second century, in the third century. Noong nagkawindang-windang na ang church from the fourth century onwards at kung ano-anong klaseng doctrine and practices and immorality and all of that, Na, and and we will we will go through that and you'll soon realize na wow kung hin, if not for the grace of god matagal nang isinot down ni lord ang church <laughs> dahil sa uh, mga kung ano-anong flaws ng mga human leaders no? uh, so continuation ma appreciate mo lord thank you that you were you were there's always a remnant hindi nawawala ng remnant si lord palaging meron even in the worst of times of church history in its darkest moments na kung iisipin mo meron pa bang are there still people of God here 
parang napaka ano na napaka worldly na ng church at kung yung kasalanan sa mundo nasa loob na ng church and worse and yet the grace of God was still was still at work so continuation the second is connection i want to be able to show you the interconnectedness of each era of church history from the apostolic church to the medieval church to the modern church at makikita niyo na ah talaga pa lang meron tayong mga bagay doon na pina-practice pa rin natin ngayon dahil hindi naman maling i-practice pero meron din namang mga bagay na ay hindi pala dapat 'yon so wag na nating gawin you know so as we see that interconnectedness we will appreciate uh, history more the third is education to learn from the lessons of the past paul wrote to the corinthians the first corinthians chapter 10 sabi niya these things are written for us sabi ng old testament daw these things are written for us so that we can learn those lessons so that we will learn that because of their unbelief this is what happened because they were disobedient rebellious this is what happened so when we study church history my hope is that we will learn the lessons so that we can gain wisdom for the present and vision for the future yes. makita natin na when we're facing challenges right now meron tayong makikita na ah meron din pala silang face na similar challenge before I wonder how they were able to overcome. You know? That's right. Our, our world right now is getting more and more secular, more and more ungodly, more and more unchristlike. Parang to be a Christian right now is becoming more and more difficult. No, parang parang it's like you and me against the world. The entire world is going against you know. And but every time I think of that, I realize hindi naman tayo iba, dahil throughout church history in different periods of history. The church went through extreme persecution to the point of death. Wala pa naman sa ating to the point of death, no? I mean, there are brethren in parts of the world where their faith will lead them to death, di ba? Part parts of Africa where there are Islamic terrorists, for example, that to believe in Jesus is to basically die. Uh, your life, you will have to be martyred, or your property your house will be taken your children will be captured i mean there are many stories like that diba as recent as a few weeks ago in nigeria bayan yung mga batang kidnapped yeah. doon one whole school one whole school bus of 30 children for no other uh, reason than they want to uh, capture them uh, uh, human trafficking and also to convert them you know many years ago yung boko haram in a, another part of Uganda I think na may kidnap ng mga batang ganun. So and then recently in Iraq they were showing this um uh, this uh, Christians na uh, 10 20 years ago daw in that particular town there were like uh, 15,000 uh, Christians of all kinds of kinds of Christian churches. Now there's like less than 2,000 of them dal either pinatay sila, pinalaya sila, pinuhay yung bahay nila nung uh, nung mga ISIS nung umatake sila doon. So, then we realize, ay, hindi pa pala tayo napapersecute. Akala ko napapersecute na tayo eh. Hindi pa pala. <laughs> Mababaw pa yung persecution natin. Uh, compared to uh, our brothers in Christ in other parts. Uh, in other parts of so, uh, here's a fourth reason. Uh, transformation. To change our hearts and keep us from becoming prideful in our own accomplishments. So pag yumayabang na ang church, <laughs> sometimes the Lord 
causes something to happen just to uh, humble the church. Pag yumayabang na ang isang Christian leader, pag yumayabang na ang isang Christian church, minsan may nangyayari. Just to remind us, hoy, hindi kayo ganyan kagaling. Tingnan ninyo yung mga nauna sa inyo. Okay? How they articulated the Christian faith. How they preserved the scriptures. How they went up to the mountains just to just to escape from the barbarians and the Muslims so that they can preserve copies of our New Testament. So bago kayo feeling nyo ang galing-galing na ninyo, kailangan matutunan ninyo hindi kayo ganyang kagaling. Okay? Mas marami pang mas magaling kesa sa inyo. Okay? And then, proclamation. Hopefully, it will urge us to continue the task of preaching the gospel to every generation until Jesus returns. Kasi mga kapatid, even though I firmly believe we are closer now than when I was first saved. <laughs> Sinasabi ni Apostle Paul to the Romans, our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Okay? I got saved in the 1980s. So I've been walking with the Lord for 30 plus years. And when I read my Bible and when I look at our surroundings, this much is my conviction. We are closer now than a generation ago. But since we don't know exactly when our Lord will return, what if yung akala natin closer now is still another hundred years? We should continue preaching the gospel. Because if, if it will not yet happen in our generation, if Jesus does not yet return in our generation, and by my generation, I mean in the next 30-something years. Halimbawa lang, kung umabot pata ang mundo sa 2100, so wala na tayo doon. Siguro naman, 80 years from now, eh, wala na tayong lahat. <laughs> Umakyat na tayo ng langit in the next 80 years. Pero, pagpalagay natin, hindi pa tapos ang mundo. Ibig sabihin, yung mga anak natin at apo, ang next generation. Ang tanong, Meron pa bang church for our children and grandchildren? Meron pa bang preaching for our children and grandchildren? Sana meron pa. So it is up to us to make sure na yung ipinasa sa atin, ipapasa rin natin. Yung 1 Corinthians chapter 15, one of the best passages ever you can find, the first few verses there, sabi ni Apostle Paul, What I received from the Lord, I passed on to you. This is the gospel that I have proclaimed and upon which you have taken your stand. Christ died for our sins according to the scripture. He was buried. He rose again. And then he appeared to many disciples. Kailangan ituloy natin yung what I have received, I pass on to you. Yung natanggap natin, dapat ipangaral na rin natin. Kasi hindi natin alam how, how long this will still be. And if how many more generations? We should we should just keep preaching and preaching and preaching. So balikang ko lang ulit yung five good reasons to study church history. Continuation to show the uninterrupted flow of God's redeeming grace from the past to the present and into the future. Connection to show the interconnectedness of each era of church history from the apostolic church 
to the medieval church, to the modern church. And then education, to learn from the lessons of the past so we can gain wisdom for the present and vision for the future. Transformation, to change our hearts and keep us from becoming prideful in our own accomplishments. Finally, proclamation, to urge us to continue the task of preaching the gospel to every generation until Jesus returns. Praise God. Q&A mga kapatid, meron po ba kayong tanong? That's actually all my presentation today. So, if you have any questions, pwede pa tayong mag-Q&A. <clears throat> So anyone would like to uh, ask something from the old or the intertestament or the new or some kind of application to today that you want to? Uh, Pastor about? Albert, yes, uh, Christine Po again. Yes, no, yes. I just want to, to mention that Peter and I went to Turkey last mm -hmm. year. Yes, uh, yes. I mean, early, early, two, I mean, one and a half years ago, uh -huh. 2019. Nagpunta po kami sa Izmir. Mm. Uh, you know where uh, Ismir is in in uh, in Ephesus, yes. sir. Nakakaiyak po because mm. yung old Christian church that stood there is now yeah. a uh, is now a Muslim, yeah. Muslim, mo Muslim. is now a mosque. Uh -huh. And then in we went to to Greece. Nagpunta po kami sa sa Corinth. Mm. Talagang nakakaiyak because. Yeah. The, the old churches there are gone. Mm -hmm. It's it's like, you know, in our mind, what, what's happening? Uh -oh. Where are the Christians today? Yes, our, yes. our hearts cry out there. I mean, mm -hmm. really, where where are the Christians today? Uh -oh, yeah. It's like, naka-disperse. Parang, mm -hmm. uh, we don't really see. And maybe what we should have done was get in touch with the pastors mm -hmm. there mm -hmm. and really see what's going on in the world today. Yeah. Because in Turkey, talaga pong yung mga old yeah, yeah. Uh, Christian places of gathering, they're flat to the ground or may nakatayong mga mosque po. Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. Pastor Albert. Yeah, it is, yeah, it is. And in fact, uh, throughout this study, we'll reach that part where, yeah, what happened? You know? Yeah. Um, Turkey, Syria. Yes. Pastor Egypt. Albert, like Syria, like oh. the Antioch of Syria yeah, were of Syria. outside of Jerusalem. That was the right. first place that the Christians met. Right. Now, yeah. look at Syria today. Yeah, oh, so, yeah. 2,000 years later, what has happened to it? Yes. And, um, and hopefully, we will, you know, know, we will learn those lessons and see so that it will not happen to us. You know. Yes, but um, is there any way, Pastor Albert, yeah. how can we connect to oh. these different churches? I mean, wherever they are, is there a way in the internet or website um, where we can find yeah. out how the work is going? Oh. I myself uh, am not familiar with it, but surely there is. And there are uh, there organizations oh. in Greece, in, in those yeah. places. Um, yes. and But we also have to... Uh, one thing I, I also learned, I, I cannot remember if it was YWAM who okay. brought this up many years ago. Sabi nila na, when you enter a place, uh -huh. um, find out first uh, the history of, the, of Christianity in that area. Yes. You know, how, how it started, when it started, what it went through, and where is it now, what's going okay. on now. 
parang yes. study its history because be- yes. before you go in and plant a church for example yes uh, you you have to know what has god been doing because god is always doing something it's yes. not no that god has disappeared you know? yes it's, it no longer looks like what it looks like before yes it's so, kind of disheartening pastor oh, a pero oh. yung yung tinatawag na is it stubble or stub yung yung uh, stump yes stump, yung uh, when a tree is cut down and there's still that stump you know so, yes. so hindi natin aware na meron pa ring stump eh. nandoon pa rin siya okay pero it looks different so for example surely there's a remnant is that what you're saying kasi di ba from the old testament there's always been a remnant that the lord uh, keeps yes correct oh, so yes. in our study for the next uh, few weeks and when we look at those 2000 years we will find out may remnant pero ang mistake yes. natin minsan we want the remnant to look like us now okay the way we do church yes yun ang hinahanap natin but sometimes okay. it's not so okay. for example last week i was watching the news about the pope visiting iraq di ba yes that was big news imagine sabi oh. na the birthplace of abraham the uruk the chaldees yes. there's actually still a, a, like a uh, a kind of worship area there na stands um and then um sabing ganun na so they interviewed mostly of course roman catholic some are eastern orthodox yes very few if i'm not mistaken very very few that what we would call evangelical pentecostal yes. whatever so minsan iniisip natin maybe god is not doing anything here dahil wala akong nakikitang our brand of christianity yes. okay um, but when you listen to them talk uh, when they're being interviewed, secular pa nga yung nag-i-interview sa kanila, NBC News. They were interviewing the priest and the other Christians there. You know, they were saying, you know, we we are the only Christians left. We, we, uh, they tried to make us Muslim and they took our house, wow. they took our uh, they took our property and our, they killed all of our neighbors. We're, we're only a few left here. We're the only Christians left. And I was telling myself, who am I to say they're not Christian? Yeah. Imagine they refuse to yeah. give up their faith in Christ oh. in para to save their Amen. House. Amen. Ano? So sabi ko, yes. ako nga, I've never had that kind of you know, kind of challenge. Yes. <laughs> Renounce your faith so that your job, your house, your car will not be taken. Pastor A, we know of some businessmen in UAE in UAE itself, they yeah, really right. enter Saudi Arabia underground. Mm-hmm. They enter Lebanon underground. Yeah. So there yeah. are still existing yeah. Yeah. churches talaga underground there. There is. There is. And, mm-hmm. and like I said, no, they may not look exactly like yes. what we would look like as a church. You know? Yes. And some of them will be more traditional in the sense of Catholic, Orthodox, yes. or something like that. You know, But we have to understand their context. In their context, okay. you cannot be too loud. You cannot be yes. dancing up and down. You know, yes. you cannot be preaching on the streets. Parang mm-hmm. So they try to preserve their faith as much as they can yeah. in their context. Praise God. So, Praise so we God. We have to honor that and say, Lord, yes. thank you. There's a, there's a stump. Thank you, Lord. There's a remnant there. So yes. now what do we do? One is we have to pray. So yes, we have, to, we have to cover them in prayer. Na sana hindi yes. nabibigay Lord. Kukunti na lang nga. Yes. <laughs> like down to less than a thousand from 15,000 just 10 years ago. Imagine. Yes. So sabi ko, Lord, siguro we have become too numb 
sometimes yes. to the sufferings of our yeah. brethren in areas where to believe in Jesus is really Amen. a matter of life and death. Amen. You lose your job, you lose your house, you lose your yes. etc. Et so, sabi ko nga, Lord, na minsan yung sinasabi namin persecution, eh, hindi lang kami pwedeng Wala. Masabi, Christmas, happy holidays na lang, hindi yes. persecution yan. Yes. Mawabaw yan. So, sabi ko, so, those kind of things. So, but but also, mm-hmm. let's try to see, anong nangyari kaya during the Middle Ages? That mm-hmm. was it, di ba? What mm-hmm. happened? So, so, hopefully, in this study, we'll find out some some of those lessons kasi like like you've mentioned no uh, and I'll add that in Egypt was a center of Christianity in the first 300 years wow. you know uh, Augustine is from Africa Augustine oh. Hippo Hippo is Hippo. North Africa yeah, yeah so yeah. Alexandria used to be a center of Christianity Alexandria yeah. the greatest library in the ancient world was found wow. there manuscripts etc but they were wow. all burned when the when the when the muslims began to conquer yeah. the middle east and the arab nations they burned everything sino ang nagligtas ng mga manuscript natin yung yes. mga monk yung mga yeah. monk yung mga tinatawanan nating mga monghan na nagtatago oh, sa oh. convento they oh. escaped with scrolls in their hands went up to the mountains at the risk of their life so that's what i mean uh, may remnant palagi hindi yes. nawawalan si lord ng tao thank you lord uh, maybe the church will the physical church will be burned down maybe the physical church will be destroyed yeah. maybe have the outward symbols of christianity yeah. but there's somewhere out there nakatago yeah. somewhere and they're there and in due time because sino man ang pangako ng Dios revival in the land will happen Amen. in due time you know yes. god uh, like i mentioned kanina na Paul telling the romans when the number of the gentiles is fulfilled so apparently yes. there's a number <laughs> only god knows Amen. the number Amen. so and all of those yes. are gentiles mga yes. mga egyptian mga iraqi yes. mga yes. syrian those are all gentiles yes. may number sila meron talang itinakda ang lord na number na masisave. So therefore, mm-hmm. pray natin na ma-accomplish yung number. Amen. Yes. To the extent that we can participate, whether mm-hmm. tayo mismo yung God calls us to go there, or God calls us to pray, or God calls us to mm-hmm. contribute yes. financially, in mm-hmm. whatever way, yes. that we can uh, kumbaga, do something outside of our own small circle yes. to, to, to accomplish the mandate of Jesus, which is to Amen. be the witnesses, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Diba? At ay, maibalik natin yung gospel to its roots, which is yes. Israel and those surrounding countries there. Yes. You know, uh, Syria, uh, Georgia, yes. Egypt, yes. mga bansa na yun. Uh, that's where the uh, seeds of the Christian faith Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor A. Anyone else? You have a, a question of, uh, if you want to connect it to modern... Pastor A. Uh, yes, Pastor A. Um, recently, po, I am in fellowship with uh, the Alpha Philippines. Yes. Uh, and there was this priest na kasama po dun sa uh, fellowship. Alpha, wow. uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, Roman Catholic uh, priest bit, yes. uh, nakabase sa Bicol mm-hmm. and alam niyo po ang ganda ng appreciation nila sa 
sa tawag dito sa Christianity here in the Philippines. Uh-huh. And ako na appreciate ko po kasi they are cele- they are celebrating the 500 year. Mm-hmm. Di ba? Yeah, okay. 2021 yeah. ngayon eh. March 16, 1521 yeah. tayo eh. Si Magellan, no? Yes, Pastor. <laughs> yes. That's why uh, what they are doing now is uh, they will come up with 500 stories of faith something. Mm-hmm. So, just so ma-enrich sila sa maibalik nila sa history ng Christianity oh. dito sa Pilipinas yes. and be able to celebrate uh, the church. Uh, sa context nila yon pero sa akin lang ang ganda po ng appreciation talaga yeah. pag pinag-aaralan mo ang history ng ng simbahan. Oo, yeah. We have to celebrate it as well, Pastor. We have to celebrate it, yeah. I always tell people, you know, na siyempre of course since majority of us came from Roman Catholic background and we were born again. Ang minsan nangyayari is that we have this uh, anti-Catholic bias na somehow parang everything about it is is wrong and yeah. and uh, rejected by God which which I do not subscribe to. Yeah. I I do believe that the gospel is there. I do believe that the seed of faith is there. Yeah. Now yung institution, yung institution is flawed. Ang daming kailangang ayusin, baguhin, etc. Yung uh, sabi nga the church should always be reformed. Patuloy na binabago ng Holy Spirit ang ang church, no? Pero kasama tayo doon, kasama ang Lighthouse doon. Mm-hmm. Let the Lord continue to transform us and reform us. Pero one thing I hope that you also come out from this study in the next few weeks is to also appreciate our Roman Catholic background because, yes. and it was for the very simple reason, very practical reason, kung hindi tayo na-Christianize ni Magellan at ng Spaniards, yeah. we will also be a Muslim country. Mas mahirap, Pastor. <laughs> without a doubt, without a doubt, we will also be a Muslim country. Because we are the only non-Muslim in the entire region. Correct? Tayo lang. And the only reason is nakapag-implant ng such a strong uh, presence ng church and ng faith. How flawed? Yes, flawed yung faith. Flawed yung church. May mga pagkukulang at may mga maliding na isali. But the seed of the Christian faith was planted 500 years ago. And from that was enhanced when the American missionaries came in the 1900s and then further rejuvenated when we had a revival in the 1970s in the Pentecostal charismatic movement, etc. But the seed was planted 500 years ago. So yeah, absolutely. We must honor that heritage and thank God for that. Uh, yeah. Anyone else? Uh, you have a question? Comment. Next next session, yung um, two Saturdays from now, March, ano ba yun? 27. 27. Yes, sir. Um, we will look at uh, the first 400 years because that is very crucial to our understanding of our Christian faith. Those first 400 years are crucial. Everything else that happens after that, babalik-balikan natin yun because whatever is our understanding of the gospel and the Christian faith and our Bible was cemented in those first 400 years. Hindi natin pwedeng luksuhan. We did not receive our Bible as an entire book in one drop from heaven. Boom! Bible. Tapos King James pa. 
Ah, hindi. <laughs> Wala pang King James noong 400 AD. Okay? King James 1611 lang yan. So, uh, for us to better appreciate the, the church, the early church and the Christian leaders who paid with their blood, sweat and tears and life to preserve for us the Holy Scriptures, to translate it, to codify it, to arrange it, and then to pass it on to the next generation. Kasi kung hindi, yung first 400 years na yun, uh, wala tayo dito ngayon. Kung hindi dahil sa kanila. So you will learn some new names that you may have not heard before. Uh, mga pangalan na baka meron kayong kakilalang uh, uncle sa buhay nyo na may kapangalang ganun. Uh, pero baka wala pa. Mga pangalang Irenaeus, Ignatius, mga pangalang Clement, at kung sino-sino pa na hindi nyo mababasa sa Bible. Pero nandun sila in the first 400 years that they were very crucial to the formation and the passing on of the faith from the apostles to the next generation. So uh, you will receive a handout also for that. And if along the way you have questions, maskin after our session today, you can send an email or to Sister Rax and ibabato niya yan sa akin so that uh, next session we can address some of it. Praise God. All right. Wonderful. So, uh, Pastor Leo, I turn it back to you. Baka may gusto kang final... Uh, wala na po. Maaga tayong madidismiss ngayon and uh, solid ang ating napag-aralan. Pastor Alex, any any uh, update uh, sa end mo before we close in prayer? Pastor Alex, are you there? Yes, sir. Uh, Go ahead, Pastor. Ako, uh, still, ito po ay pakiusap dahil uh, on my end yung sa subject po ng hermeneutics. Uh, kakaunti pa rin po ang nag-submit ng mga papers o naisusap po tayo kung hindi bago po matapos ang ating pong programa dito sa mga primary submit pa rin po. And uh, we are, I am extending hanggang pong matapos itong ano, huwag lang yung tapos na tayo ay eh, nakagraduate na nakapakaya. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> By the way, also one acknowledge, there were 16 or 17 who submitted yung assignments sa homiletics. They submitted yung Two uh, sermons, one based on a common text, yung Galatians 2.20, and then another is a text of their own that they chose. So, all of you that submitted, uh, maganda dahil nag-gets ninyo yung what I'm trying to communicate, which is one, hermeneutics muna, like uh, Pastor Alex is saying, kung maintindihan nyo yung text ng tama, and you ask the right questions of the text, and hinukay nyo ng maayos, yun yung first step. Kung sa first step, sablay, yung preaching nyo sablay. Kasi kung mali ang understanding nyo ng text, mali yung inyong sasabihin. Okay? So, but, I appreciate so much na tama yung understanding nyo ng text. And second, maganda nyo yung layout ninyo of how you will preach it. In fact, I encourage all of you who submitted, ask your pastor for the opportunity to preach it. Okay? Sabi nyo, pastor, assignment ko kasi ito eh. Eh, Pastor Albert, uh, hindi naman kailangang this Sunday, pero baka naman sometime in May, give me an opportunity to preach itong ginawa ko para nang sa ganun, talagang maipractice mo at maihayag mo yung pinagtrabahuhan mong sermon, di ba? So kasi ang gaganda, Pastor Leo, by the way, I'm really, uh, as I was reading it, ang ganda yung layout nila, yung, yung points nila, sabi ko, wow, these are, these are really very good, you know? Dapat i-preach. So, sana magkaroon sila ng mga ganong pagkakataon. Yep. Oh, preach it, mga kapatid. <laughs> Pastor Alex, closing prayer. Pastor? Yes. Thank you, Lord. Kung 
lahat ay lumuko uh, at mananalangin. Panginoong Diyos, aming Ama, kami po ay lubos na nagpapasalamat sa pagkakataong muli at ayayang po ang patunungan sa amin sa pamagitan po sa pasuari. Lord, ang uh, mga katuroan po namin tinanggap ay isang napakalaking karagdagan sa pangunawa namin kung ano po ang um, history ang pagkalingan ng aming pananong pagkataya na lalong nagbibigay po ng kaliwanagan sa amin pong mga ginagawa sa amin pong paglilingkod sa amin pong pananampalataya ang mga bagay na ito Panginoon ay uh, ay napakalaking karagdagan po para po namin higit sa lahat maunawaan ang amin pong uh, pinanggalingan ang amin pong pinapractice ngayon ang amin pong pananampalataya salamat po Diyos at adala patuloy namin dinadalangin at patuloy po patuloyan ng uh, mga kaalaman pa sa mga darating kong sessions pa ni Pastor Albert upang hindi pa namin makita ng lutos ang mga bagay na amin pong pinapraktis ang mga dahilan ng mga bagay na ito. Higit sa lahat, Panginoon sa amin pong paglago bilang mga, hindi lang mga mananampalataya kundi mga lingkod mo, Panginoon. Na maihayag namin, Panginoon, ang pagbuuhan ng aming pananampalataya na magdudulot ng paglago po namin ang aming pong mga Uh, mga membro ng aming mga churches sa kabuuan. Salamat o Diyos sa patuloy pong pagdadawad niyo ng gabay kay Pastor Albert. Ang dalami namin ang patuloy niyo pong pagbibagay ng patunungan sa kanya hanggang pong uh, uh, magamit niyo siya ng gusto Panginoon para sa aming paglalo. Lord, dalayan ko pong bawat uh, uh, estudyante na kasama namin ngayon, maging sa mga hindi po nakasama namin for whatever reason Panginoon, kayo pong patuloy na tumabay at mag-ingat at patuloy niya pong gamitin, Panginoon, ang bawat ita para po sa inyong kapunyan. At Panginoon, kung ano pa man ang mga dalangin po ng ating mga kapatid, hindi man namin mapanggit sa panalangin ito, kayo po ang ita. At tumugon, Panginoon, ayon po sa inyong kalooban sa bawat panalangin ng puso ng bawat ita. Ingatan niyo po kami hanggang sa muli kaming magkita-kita, Panginoon, sulit-sulit na session. Ito pong aming dalangin sa pangalan ni Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor. Mga kapatid, uh, this afternoon, uh, continue to uh, log in to join uh, Dr. Chuck Madinger and Sis Rose uh, uh, session on communicating like Jesus, right? Kita-kita po tayo mamayang hapon. And also, uh, post your uh, learnings, SYL. Share your learnings po tungkol dito sa ating session, lecture natin for uh, the church history uh, lesson. Alright? God bless you mga kapatid. Kita-kita tayo maya-maya ng konti. Enjoy your lunch. God bless you po. Thank you, Pastor Leo. Maraming salamat mga kapatid. Kita-kits tayo mamaya. Thank you po, Pastor. God bless you, you Ma'am Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor A.